What's happening, weirdos? This is We Made It Weird number 90. And as I always say, when it's just me here at the intro, uh, it's me and Val. It's just me doing the intro. Uh, Val is inside under a blanket. I think she's watching West Side Story, the original, because she wants to watch the new one and uh, compare. You didn't need to know that. This is a great episode. I love this uh, conversation. It's so great. Um, Not much to plug unless you listen to this the day it comes out, which is Saturday, June 11th, in which case there is a Living at Largo show uh, tonight. Go to largo-la.com. But regardless of when you hear this, I do a monthly live stand-up show at Largo, a theater here in Los Angeles. And you can always find tickets at largo-la.com. And if you like the show, it would mean so much if you support it and try one of our Pete's Picks. This is Ritual Symbiotic. (laughs) I didn't want to say it wrong. Ritual Symbiotic Plus. Ritual Symbiotic Plus. This is my probiotic that I take every morning. I'm super, super, super into gut health. Your stomach is basically like a second brain, and it needs stuff that it's not getting in the food the way food is made these days. So you need to supplement. I also take Ritual's multivitamin, which I swear, by. I went to my doctor recently and they were like, your vitamins are off the charts. That is not easy for me to do as a mostly vegan. So I love their multivitamin and I love Symbiotic Plus. It is a three in one with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. It's single nested in a minty capsule. That means it's a pleasure to take and has a minty flavor uh, for simple streamlined gut support. It is designed to thrive with a delayed release capsule designed to help reach the colon. That means it's not breaking down in the stomach. It waits until it gets into your colon, which is the ideal place for prebiotics and probiotics to survive and grow. And no refrigeration are needed. In fact, a lot of the ones you see in the, gro- in the grocery store, the reason they're refrigerated is because they're so fragile. They're probably not going to make it home. These are designed with moisture-controlled bottle technology to protect the probiotic strains and handle life in your cupboard with absolutely no problem. Symbiotic and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. There's no shame in your gut game. That's why Ritual is offering weirdos 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com weird to start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today like I did. Val steals mine. We just added two bottles to my monthly supply because she loves it so much too. Show you support the show. Go to ritual.com weird. And let's talk about clothes, but let's talk about clothes in a different way. Let's talk about the plastic problem. Plastic is a huge global crisis on this planet we call Earth. If it's not piling up in a landfill, it's incinerated and driving up greenhouse gases or broken down into microplastics that end up in the oceans, end up in our drinking water and our food chains. So you probably know that and you're probably careful about your plastic consumption, but you're probably overlooking the plastics from synthetic materials that are hiding in our closets, that are in our clothes. Not this clothes, not these clothes. This is made by Everlane, baby! Everlane is here to help this issue and make fantastic clothes. This is, this is my Everlane sweater. It is my favorite sweater. It is the sweater that Val requests the most, the most when we go on dates. Everlane has made it 90% of the way to having no new plastics in their entire apparel, footwear, and packaging supply chain. 90% the way there. 
No plastics. That's incredible. To combat the last 10% that currently doesn't have quality alternatives, they've created the Nest Collective, a fellowship program to boost innovation for ending new plastics in the fashion industry. I love Everlane's commitment to ethical factories. It's clothing that you can feel good about buying and a company you can feel good about supporting. And their new, their no new plastic efforts so far has been incredible. 100% of their shipping packaging is made from either 100% recycled plastic or FSC certified paper. 95% of the apparel materials containing polyester and nylon are made from certified recycled fibers, and more than 1 million pounds of nylon and 9 million plastic bottles have been recycled by this wonderful company. They also just happen to make some of the best-looking, best-fitting, best-feeling clothing that I've ever owned in my life, but I absolutely love how transparent and upfront they are and how ethical they are as a company. So be a part of the movement for more sustainable clothing and frankly look pretty friggin' great while you do it go to everlane.com slash weird and sign up for 10% off your first order that's 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com slash weird and sign up all right everybody i can't believe we're already at number 90 enjoy this wonderful chat with me and sweet lady val uh while baby lee was at school Get into it. We made it weird. 90. I get into it. It's Are you recording. sure? Are you sure? I did a test. Gonna find my baby. Gonna hold a tag in the grass on my afternoon tonight. Gonna rub, <laughs> rubbing. Rubbing. Sticks and stones together make the fire seem bright. Oh, same old woman story. Sad skyrockets in flight. <laughs> Afternoon delight. Didn't we all die when we saw that? In Anchorman? Yeah. That's where the boo comes from. That's not. He's imitating the song. I know, but nobody ever did that before him. I think the person playing the boop boop would uh, know. Yeah. Uh, that all respect and love goes to Dos Kekis, David Keckner. The man's yeah. so nice. They kick his kick it. <laughs> they oh kick it. Guys, listen. You are li- you're listening to motherfucking breakthrough. First time. First time ever. First time this has ever happened in history. Six hundred and fifty some episodes, but ninety episodes of we made it weird. Mm-hmm. We have never recorded a full episode. Never once. And that. <laughs> <laughs> what you guys have heard is actually only ever been what we considered the first <laughs> chapter yeah. of four. <laughs> no, we recorded a whole episode, a pretty rockin' episode. Yeah. And we then, really poured ourselves into it. It was great. It yeah. was like, it was exactly what I wanted. Not to talk too much about it because it's gone, guys. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler, that's it's the punchline. The punchline is it's gone. The punchline is forever. that Pete did a... Uh, I did a granny jam. A granny jam. And, and if you're picturing Tyler Perry dressed as Medea doing a 360 slam dunk, <laughs> wrong kind of granny jam. I mean, I jammed up the gunk like a granny might. Go yeah, ahead, you hit, say it. He hit record after it was like, keep it crispy and i think we even said a couple cute little things after that yeah as we do and then you hit the button and then it started recording so we after a two-hour chat go ahead we have five second recording of going 
Huh? I what, actually think what? I have it. I don't even <laughs> want to fucking play it. <laughs> yeah, you, don't mess I'm with so it. Because I'm so afraid. Oh, now. in fact, I, live in fear, I know it's you know? late, but I'm going to I'm going to start a voice memo right Go now ahead. because what are we not learning our lesson? What is Let's... the and hold up mother okay. dude. But you know what? I want to talk a little bit about it cuz it in itself as everything is mm-hmm. was a lesson. A lesson? Because we didn't freak out. Mm-mm. I'm going to give ourselves a little kudos, and I don't mean a granuli brew. <laughs> I really wish it was a granuli brew. A granuli A granuli brew. Kudos. That was just a candy bar, man. Oh, yeah. And we would go to Costco and get five, 525,000 kudos from Costco. <laughs> wow. Kudos. Kudos. Thank like you. for the song. Kudos. Are you talking about the candy boo? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it just starts imploding. Uh, kudos to us only because, you know, we talk a lot about suffering on this podcast, what to do with uh, big feelings, mm-hmm. big mosh. Mm-hmm. And that's like going to be a big part of this because I'm so excited to talk about the one element from our chat that we lost. I can't wait to talk about it, is horm- you are your chemicals. Uh-huh. I, can't, I can't wait. I can't yep. wait. Um, burp. Um, not burp, <laughs> but kind of like in the inhale. Yeah. Was, what is that? Like an inside burp. Have you it ever It wasn't had... really an inside burp. It feels like, you know, when you're making a bed and you lay out the top sheet mm-hmm. and you lay it. You, and yeah. then it kind of drifts down onto the bed. Yeah. I feel like, like it was a, a wave of air that you lay on top of what would have been a burp. Okay. That's I what hear it you. That's feels like. There I, was no, there was no breaking, breaking. through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is what the movie Point Break is about. Uh-huh. A lot of people Keanu don't Reeves, know that. And a lot of Patrick people disagree Swayze, with it. A lot of people, <laughs> there's a whole subreddit about, no, it's not about whether or not a breaking point of a burp yeah. and whether or not it's like a top sheet of wind Pete. that you lay on a burp. It says Could specifically. someone, I think this sort of way all the time. I, I'm like, when I die, will you please? And it's things like that. Yeah. Like absurd requests that you can't deny because you hinge it to your death. Uh-huh. So you're like, when I die, will you please? Not you, but everyone make a subreddit. Oh, my God. It's like uh, Point Break is not about a burp. That feel I'm, I'm kind of scaring myself. It's a little too dark for my own for my own fragility today. <laughs> oh, for your so own I'm just going to go back to believing that I will never die. <laughs> Do it. So, um, and that is exactly actually what, what Point Break, break is about. about. Never dying. Right. <laughs> I've actually <laughs> never, never seen the, uh, Point Break. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, never seen Point Break. Point Break, by the way, so today, French Stewart from 30 Rock from the Sun. I refuse to call it 30 Rock from the Sun. I think it's really funny to call it 30 <laughs> Rock from the Sun. Uh-huh. He did the pod and he was so fantastic. Brag. <laughs> it's not a brag if it's on the pot. <laughs> it's, a, it's called promotion. I'm furious. It's a brag. <laughs> it's a full on Frenchy brag. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about, isn't this the perfect, you and I talk about this all the time. <clears throat> there are certain actors and actresses, but well, it's actors mm-hmm. that, uh, that we pretend to think are incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and as the commissioner, Gene Hackman and you're like oh man like for example when Gene Hackman Mm -hmm. was in Royal Tenenbaums which Mm -hmm. is what you and I know Gene Hackman from Mm -hmm. a lot of people were like Gene Hackman 
from the Frenchman's wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like they yeah, knew, yeah. like he won an Academy Award <laughs> for the Butcher's Pinky. <laughs> and I'm always just like, oh yeah, one of well, the best. Oh, a classic American treasure. Oh. Is he American? We don't know. <laughs> he, yeah, I've never seen an interview where he's smoking a cigarette and he's like, one of the daft things about working with Wes. <laughs> no, you don't like, know. Huh. I don't think he's. I think that man is Philadelphia. Uh huh. He's got to he be like Philadelphia. Philadelphia because I don't really understand Philadelphia, and I don't really understand Gene Hackman. So they must be one. They must. But be he same. mentioned Dennis Hopper, and when Dennis Hopper was in Speed, I remember everybody was like, "Oh my God, they got How'd Dennis they get Hopper!" Yeah. And now that I've had more time to think about, it, I think he was an Easy Rider. Oh. But I'm going to say it right now, Val. Mm-hmm. I will never see Easy Rider. No. I will never see Easy Rider. Easy I Rider. I will never <laughs> see it. Easy Rider isn't, is that the like Kerouac? Oh no, that's on the road. That's on the road, but you're right. It's it's, it's in, the in the genre the, of like, yeah. it's Jack Nicholson and Dennis Hopper being like, man, let's just get on our bikes and see what happens. Yeah. And they, I'm sure they go into some bar and there's blue neon and he's like, what do you mean you don't have Budweiser? <laughs> and then, and then they, they, they lock the door and they're like, you're about to meet the Blue Devils. And it's like, Blue Devil, you're about to meet the devil from Philly and Gene Hackman comes in <laughs> oh and I'm just like I, it's just as I'm talking about it, now I am kind of curious to see it. <laughs> like I've turned well if that's quickly. it if that's, if that's what it is <laughs> I'm in like what happens when the blue devils meet the devil from Jersey? like I'm kind of hooked and that's what a preview is a trailer is a little taste. And yeah. what we do at Absurdo Trailers is we do trailers of things that aren't in the movie, but at the end, they're still like, go see everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. It works. Oh it my, works. It works. You know, though, movies around that time period have, you can't see a good trailer for them now. <laughs> Like it's just the opening you, scene or it's not even the opening scene. It's, it's like it's oh, something in the first sequence, but like towards the end of the first sequence. No, I, <laughs> you you're, just, I love this topic. Thank you. I love this area. <laughs> I love it for you. It's so true. If you're cruising through iTunes and you find yourself in the 70s mm-hmm. and you're like, hmm, I've never seen Tootsie. Yeah. It's going to be like Jim Brickman is a working actor. Yeah. I'll hire him here for the audition or at least he used to be <laughs> until he decided to become Yoo-hoo! Tootsie. Okay, now I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> now you're in. Yeah. You're in. And you know Easy Rider is like, Dennis Hopper. Hey, in the Blue Devils. Wait, that was Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Riding. He tried big, to recreate it. Big chopper. It. Chopper bikes. Oh, my God. Well, yes, if you're lucky, you'll get those. And they're still not very good. And they kind of make you feel like you have to poop in the way that, like, a bookstore does. You, uh, <laughs> you have a big brass key ring. And every key on it unlocks either my butt or my heart. (laughs) And sometimes you want the butt open and sometimes you want the heart open. But the butt open is what you're talking about. That's sort of like... Ooh, I'm, I'm playing hide and seek with my yes. friend. I'm with my friend's Cozy mom. Poops. Cozy poops Cozy is a poops. thing. I'm eight. 
we're at the supermarket, mm-hmm. not with my mom, with my friend's mom. Yeah. And he and I are playing hide and go seek. Uh-huh. And I picked too good a hiding spot. So now I am farting little sweet sweatpants toots <laughs> into the brawny display. Oh, God. And lowering the resale value of this quicker, thicker, bigger, upper motherfucker. Oh, my God. It's a quicker, thicker, should... bigger, motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> that does make me feel like we should still be sanitizing our groceries. Um, that you're the queen of me and you're so funny. I, I napped. That I think was, I napped. You napped. I did nap you and napped. I think that's why. I blasted iron and here we are. We're both in prime condition. Anyway, what I was going to say, oh, you're absolutely right. If, if, cozy, fin- to finish cozy the rip, poops. Cozy poops. I think hide and go seek is just children's laxative. It's t- <laughs> like the, it, it really should be called like hide and seek. A place you poop. Hide and seek and poop. Hide and seek and poop is what it should be called. A hundred percent. And I remember my brother and I discovering that as children. Like whenever we play hide and seek, do you have to poop? And being like, yes. Valerie, Did we just become best friends? Yes. (laughs) Randy Jackson signed the sword. It's like when I was looking for a broader definition of weirdos than just like comedians, mm-hmm. I think what I mean is people that notice the correlation between hiding and pooping. Yeah. Because that's what sensitive people are. Uh, Some kids, Randy, Randy, yeah. the kid who got braces before everyone, he's got a buzz cut and like baggy sweatpants and he's too fast. What he's, the fuck is this why kid? Is he so fast? He's just not noticing. And like a tan <clears throat> neck. Yeah, we're picturing the same fucking Randy. <laughs> yeah. And I know it's Randy Jackson from the Simon Sword, but still, it's a different Randy. <laughs> that kid's hiding and, and maybe even shits his pants, but he never puts it together that it was the hiding that made him soil those, <laughs> those sweaties. But you and I were like, I feel that. I felt, I've said this before, <clears throat> I'm sure on the pod, but like every time I played with G.I. Joe's, I would have to take a dump. Yeah. I, it, it, there's yep. something about bro- the... The whisp, it's like ASMR, but yep. ASMR, mm-hmm. you're playing and you're just ASMR. like, get over here, Destro. You think you're going to, that laser beam's going to blow up the moon? You know what that would do to the tides? I don't care. <laughs> and you and then you're like, what? I would be like, I have to poop. But I knew, Valerie, as a sensitive child, <clears throat> I knew and I figured out that if I pooped, playtime was over. Yes. The tension of the poop <sighs> fueled the play. And as soon as you pooped, you now wanted to eat yeah or something some, else you had some other need okay i almost wonder if we've covered this on the pod before i don't think you and i have but i, I this is a very real thing where first of all it's just occurring to me now as a mom looking at this from a mom's perspective it was probably we wouldn't settle down enough to even kind of realize that we had to poop or to digest until those quiet moments where you're hiding or you're playing. It was where you checked in with it's your body. It's where you finally settled. Because Leela is like, Constantly if she sits on the... one-handed cartwheels and stuff. Yeah, if she sits on the toilet, she's pulling on things, she's moving. And I have to say, like, you have to be still so it, yeah. it will come out. That's what a Rubik's Cube is. Rubik's Poop. Poopix cube. Poopix cube. Poopix cube. Mm -hmm. It's just something where you go like, or painting models. I've never done it. Oh, yeah. Like a Dungeons and Dragon micro dot. I love watching that. It kind of freaks me out, but you're trying to make the dwarf you're painting, his eyes blue, Mm -hmm. and you get in there and it's perfect. And then you're like, (laughs) and you're like, wow, you better roll that eight-sided die and hope you land on squat and push. But the other thing, it just is just to relate to your story. It's a hundred percent. It was my brother 
who that would happen to where every single time we would start playing, which he's five years older than me. And as we covered in the forgotten podcast, he's cool. Oh, that's one of the that things was, we I, lost. I already thought about it. I was like, let's not even try to recreate the pod. Yeah. But I am bummed that we were, I was talking about how when I'm talking to your brother, I sort of feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. because yeah. He's a cool guy. He's just like supremely cool. Like inherently in his bones, he's cool. Some people act cool. Or have cool moments. And some people are just kind of consistently like, that dude's just peanut butter. You know how peanut butter is peanut butter the whole way through? Yeah. There's uh-huh. no like, you can't dice, slice into peanut butter and be like, we found the part that's sand. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I got that Phil Collins is easy lover in my head this whole time. And I don't, I think it, I went to the writer. Oh no. That's it. Is it? Yes. Okay. Um, how, solved. How is everyone doing out there without a Valerie? <laughs> I'm over here going like, why do I have Easy Lover in my head? And you went, it's because we talked about Easy Rider. <laughs> and I'm like, do you know the time I would waste going like, I started to be like, I went to the grocery store and they play mu- music like that. Muzak. Muzak. Mm-hmm. Although that's not technically music. Anyway, you were Muzak, saying your brother's cool and you would play and you would poop. <clears throat> we w- So he's very cool and always has been to me, especially. And he's, ten- he's five years older. And so... When I was a kid, I just wanted him to play with me. Like, I, I, that's all I wanted. And we would start playing. Like, we would start, he... You've said this before. And then yeah. he would go and take a 90-minute break. And he instantly would be like... And it was, it was like this moment always where we would be having fun. And he would, like, stop and kind of look Wilt. at me like, I'm... I'm like, so I'm sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. We and have he, said that like, on the podcast. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I have to poop. And then I would be like, no, because I knew it was going to be so long that by the time. The play is in the poop, too. As soon as you poop, you pooped out your play. Yeah. There, there is some like creativity that that gets. For real. Dispar- I have it when I'm writing or something. Yeah. Same mechanism. In fact, I've said many times, oh. I think writing is talking to yourself, which is playing. It's playing yeah. with just If you came in and I had like a Michael Scott character and a Dwight character in my hand. And I was like, well, Michael, like that's insane. It would look insane, but that is what every writer of the office is doing when they're sitting at their their desk. Yeah. But anyway, I did want to say that as soon as it was gone, and I'm really just saying this to say that the, the techniques or the work that we do on uncomfortable moments. Yeah. Val and I, we don't have a lot of free time. It's Mm -hmm. hard to find time to bang out, one podcast a week mm-hmm. with one another, even, even though we love it, we just don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So we were like, let's do it on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Let's bang it out. And we did it. And you have that great feeling. Mm-hmm. We did it ahead of time. Yeah. And then you hit stop. You think you're hitting stop. You're actually hitting record. Now you have a four second rec- re- recording of you going, wait, what, what the hell? <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> then you install all these data recovery things. You call science, Mike, you're trying to find it. But here's the point. <laughs> There was no panic because immediately, and I'm so grateful for this, I was able to go right away, perhaps, uh, the perhaps story. Mm-hmm. We lost the podcast. That sucks. Perhaps, mm-hmm. perhaps, or, or maybe this one is better. And I, to be honest, L-O-V-I-N-G this one so I, far. Uh, me too. I'm into it. I'm into it too. It's There's more bits, I think. I think there's way more bits. Mm-hmm. And the last one. We're I, evaluating it as it's happening. <laughs> 
And I can't wait to hear what we're going to say next. And what is the next part of this? That's so funny. <laughs> I do. I'm not going to. I don't want to recreate. I want you to read the same poem, maybe. Or I don't know. I yeah. don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what man. I do. Some, I, I decide the poems and I think you can tell. Just right at the last second. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought you were saying you decide them and you think you can tell. Because if I picked them, they'd be like, have you ever had a sandwich <laughs> no. with a snail in a dig ditch? No. If, they, if you had picked it, it would be like, you are and you are not. And you are not. And that is That's really who funny. you are. <laughs> That's, I feel the key ring is out again. And that time you opened my heart. That was exact. Uh, my poems are like, I am. And the thought I am <laughs> is an extension of I am. <laughs> On the canvas of I am, we paint the words I am <laughs> with the paint marked I am. <laughs> it's written on the can <laughs> with paint from another can also called I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and I'm like, get it? And you're like, what about your body and your what feelings? What about your body and your heart? So this is, I don't think we talked about Driving Like Maverick on the last one. We talked about seeing Top Gun, but we didn't cover Drive Like Maverick. I don't think so. Because we talked about Drive Like Maverick on the most recent one. Yes. So this is the most interesting. I really, I said this on the one that we lost. I think this is the most interesting part of the podcast we just did. And forgive and forget if this is a snooze. But I am a 43-year-old man. <gasps> I just realized that I you're... I know. So older. close to that Reddit page about Point Break. <laughs> just close to the grave. <laughs> yeah. I'm 43. I, my friend James Bashara, whom I love, and uh, my new friend from this pod. Mm -hmm. Just more wonderful friends coming from the pod. Mm -hmm. um, he and I were hanging out. We were having hot tub talk. <laughs> and uh, being, by the way, being, I, somebody told me about this. Our friend David told us about this, that breaking water, like after it rains, human beings tend to be a lot calmer. Mm. And he said it's because there's negative ions in the air. Mm. So people love being near not just water, but breaking water, like mm. waves breaking creates mm. negative ions in the air. Yeah. They actually have machines, apparently, that you can get in your house, breaking water. Obviously, the shower is a very calming, relaxing place. And I was telling him we just got a hot tub. And he was like, yeah, the hot tub is negative ion city. You're in moving, breaking water. Mm. So you do tend to have a certain quality of conversation uh, in water. Mm -hmm. And I think that has something to do with saunas, steam rooms, uh, hot tubs, pools, and, and the beach. All of that stuff. And after the rain. Mm -hmm. So we're having a hot tub talk. And he so simply said... And of course, one of the biggest interests of my life is everyone listening, including me and you, Val, everyone involved in this right now, mm -hmm. knows that there are certain things you could do, mm -hmm. but why do we do them when we finally do them? Like, mm -hmm. you, you might know for many years that you should start this, this, or this. Yeah. In this case, it would be exercising. But why? Like, really? Like, somebody help. Mm -hmm. And I think the answer is just like... Yeah, it's a weird, random chaos of brain synapses and habits and inputs and movies you saw and dreams you had and music yeah. you heard and the food you had and the amount of rest you had. And in the case of James, I admire James quite a bit. And he's like me. I, I don't find him to be like threatening. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like if I love Bill Burr, but if Bill Burr was like, dude, you got to lift weights, yeah. I'd be like, all right. 
<laughs> you know, like I, I just be, I, that's not the way to get me to come out of my cage. Yeah. Because I get scared. I get yeah. overwhelmed. And then I'm just back at that feeling of like, oh, the gym's not for me. It's it's just a little too juiced up. Yeah. Uh, but then James was just like, he just said it so simply. He was standing right there in the yard. He goes, uh, "We're you're 43. I'm whatever he is. He's like, if you go into your 50s with no muscle, you'll just never have any. Wow. But if you go into your 50s with muscle, you'll have it. Mm. And it's your muscle that keeps you from falling and killing yourself and breaking and your posture and all of these wonderful things. Yeah. Not just vanity, but like health, life. He was saying that energy levels, like the reason to work your legs is that you're one because you want healthy, strong legs. But your legs are the biggest muscle group. And when you work out, it releases something like, I don't know, LCP, some sort of hormone. Mm -hmm. And we're getting into our hormone talk (laughs) that increases your energy and decreases your need for sleep. So he's like, the more you do weight training, the less sleep you need because you start learning how to, and now I'm, I'm explaining it in my own terms, but your body starts learning how to use its own energy source. Mm -hmm. And because you're working it out, that's, that's a layman's explanation. So anyway, Simple as James says, you should start working out. Mm-hmm. I start seeing this trainer. We've already covered this. But what we haven't covered yet, we're getting to drive like Maverick, is I think I'm a pretty interesting test subject, someone who's never really lifted weights. I did a little bit in college mm-hmm. and a little bit in high school, but very, very little. Enough to learn that you like exhale when you're pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I like remembered. But like I've started going three, four times a week with a trainer. So like somebody who's really making sure that I'm doing it properly. Sidebar, he also worked with Kumail. So get ready for me to break the internet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, it was before. It was before. It wasn't the guy that took him to the Marvel Zone, but it was the yeah. guy who had him in general. And he the, was the in well good shape before. Yeah. To then go super extreme. I don't. Maybe they have a Marvel. I, I like to think that Kumail was trained. By Captain America. <laughs> yes, like he I came think so. Like, you ready to eat a bag of oats? <laughs> Marvel brand oats? Gmail? Um, <laughs> he can't quite Gmail. say his name. Yeah. I Any, would buy that he couldn't pronounce his name. Captain America? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So anyway, I think I joked on the last time we we did this podcast. I was like, <laughs> I could do a, this own uh, its own series called help I've started lifting Mm -hmm. because the change internally that I've noticed from working out uh, for the first time in my life in this way has been insane. Yeah. Meaning what does that mean? My testosterone, I have to think is my testosterone. I'm going to, I haven't measured any of this, but it feels like it's quadrupled Mm -hmm. (laughs) and here's how that evidences itself. Um, Sorry, Valerie, but <laughs> sex drive. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Valerie. But, you know, we're trying to have another baby. Mm-hmm. And I've said on this podcast that when I'm being called to have sex, <laughs> I... I blow a conch. <laughs> well, you're literally tracking your ovulation and when mm-hmm. it is and all that stuff. And in the past, I've been a little bit, I, the phrase I use is life on the farm. Mm-hmm. I feel like the prize bull, at mm-hmm. least I'm the prize bull. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm, okay. and I, it's time to come out and, and they lead me up to an in-heat female and I just kind of hoist up and do my deed. And then I go to sleep in a bale of hay. Mm-hmm. And But that's not what Pete typically likes. Like the, mm-hmm. I, I don't, and I really think that was a testosterone thing. Mm-hmm. Is that like now, literally... 
lifting weights. James was I called him about this too. He was like, your body now thinks you live in an unsafe environment. Mm. He's like, your body doesn't know you're going to a gym and lifting weights. Mm. It thinks because of the hormones you're releasing as you're lifting, we need to meet him where his needs are because this keeps happening. Yeah, it's like a harsher environment where you need more. And what's one of the, you need more? You need more more strength, more testosterone. testosterone. And you also need to be able to have sex when sex is available. Mm, Like mm -hmm. the light light a candle, pour the wine, light the fire, girl your wish is my command, (laughs) boys to men sex (sighs) is like... Don't get me wrong. I'm not like completely different. I still enjoy a bubble bath. (laughs) But like, I swear, guys, Val said it too. She's like, you are your chemicals. And there's been this really profound spiritual awakening Mm. in that there's been a depersonalization of who it is I or what it is, what pattern of behaviors, we call this a personality, Mm -hmm. that I call Pete. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I change one element, meaning one hour, three, four times a week, I change one pretty small element. Mm-hmm. My personality, I'm going to say is 13% different. That's wow. pretty fucking big. Yeah. I'm making that number up, but that's how different it feels. So sex, I, I, I sort of, one of my favorite jokes of my own, like if you ask me, nobody else has ever said this, but I like it, is the joke about I don't want to have sex all the time. I thought that was a really sweet bit. That joke makes less sense to me. Mm. Like if I watch that, I'm like, I don't really understand. Right. Like you are a guy who isn't lifting heavy things and you're not living in the dangerous world that my body thinks I'm living in. Mm. That's, do you see how that's spiritually profound? It's like this thing that we're so sure is us Mm -hmm. is so readily changeable Mm. by a behavior yeah so this is what we're always talking about so guess what dipshit it's it's humbling Mm -hmm. it wasn't you it wasn't Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. you are uh an aggregate you're a collective of chemical responses Mm -hmm. some of which are changeable based on behaviors Mm -hmm. and that that kind of makes it less personal when you like the driving like Maverick thing, for example, so we wa- we went and saw Tom Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks in, in Top Gun. <laughs> oh, I wish I could do Tom Hanks. This plane's going too fast. <laughs> Harry Carey. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? <laughs> I know I would. <laughs> um, Tom Cruise. And when we left, I had also worked out that day. So that's a very high testosterone movie. Yeah. We joked that that movie um, made us less likely to have a female president this year. <laughs> like yeah. this next election. That movie just made us go like, you need dad energy. You need dudes in planes doing backflips. Yeah. The, <laughs> By the way, that's not how I feel. I'm saying no, that is the just, vibe of the movie. And like briefly as you're watching it, you get pulled into it. I'm pretty sure that movie raised my testosterone. I'm sure it, it was, did. It was the first time in my life where I felt and I don't feel this way anymore. But for that brief period, I was like, I think I understand motorcycles. Valerie, I remember I said 
oh my god, fighter jets are the motorcycles of the sky. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. there's nothing badass about a Delta Delta 737. It should be. Yeah. But there's too many people on That's there. It's a, a, it's suburban. a bus. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's a bus. A, it's a bus. And it's, and it's taking a bunch of people, going to weddings, going to conferences, yeah. lazily to the Midwest. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So then you, they have the fighter jet. That, this is a motorcycle. It's just mm-hmm. one, really the way they did it is there's the real pilots in the front. Did you know that? What? So all of the actors were in the back seat. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how they did it. Oh, that's cool. So they're pretending to fly, but they really are flying. Wow, you can tell. You can, I mean, I think the whole point of that movie is, is holy shit, you can tell they're, they're really, really flying. flying. I wish but they we have a fighter jet right plan. now. I would go and watch it. Oh, God, I wish we had, had two more hours today. I, two and a half. I would go and see it fucking, it's so we good. We giggled the whole time. It was pure jizz. I loved it. It was so fun. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This episode of You Made It Weird is brought to us by our friends at Olipop. That's right. It's Olipop, not Olipop. Stop saying Olipop. You sound dumb. It's Olipop, a new kind of soda. I am holding my favorite flavor, which was one of their newer flavors, classic grape. You know, I think the last time I had had a grape soda was probably in junior high at a bowling alley when Emily Bravo didn't want a sip of it because she didn't like grape. What's wrong with you, Emily Bravo? I like grape, and Olipop makes an incredible, incredible classic grape soda. In fact, they make wonderful, wonderful, healthier soda alternatives. It's not a diet soda. It is a better soda. I'm talking vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, probably my second favorite, tropical punch, new tropical punch get into it you know what one that tastes like and banana cream and orange cream these are some dope ass flavors olipop is a new kind of soda it tastes like the sodas we grew up with but unlike those sodas that are full of sugar corn syrup and artificial ingredients like aspartame olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you it's the fastest growing functional beverage brand in america they use functional ingredients and combine the benefits of prebiotics plant fiber and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit digestive health 90 percent of americans consume more than the usda's daily recommended added sugar intake which is 30 grams Sweetened beverages like soda are the leading source of added sugar in the American diet. Olipop is much, much, much lower in sugar than conventional sodas with only two to five grams of sugar from natural sources and no added sugar. Their vintage cola, for example, has two grams of sugar. Compare that to Coca-Cola, which has 39. And it tastes fantastic. Fantastic. It is an incredible drink. We go through them so fast in our house. It's non-GMO, it's vegan, it's paleo, it's keto-friendly with less than eight grams net carbs per can. They're so confident that you will love their products. They offer a 100% money-back guarantee for orders placed through their website. And we have a special deal for weirdos. Receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order. I recommend trying the variety pack. That's a great way to check out all the delicious flavors. Go to drinkollipop.com weird or use code weird at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P dot com slash weird. They can also be found in over 6,000 stores across the country, including Kroger, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Wegmans. But show your support of this show. Get it at drinkollipop.com slash weird. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, we are 
big fans on the show of Talk Therapy. As you know, life is full of twists and turns, stress, changes, grief, moments of growth, and moments where we all feel like we're taking a few steps back. And it's important to show up for yourself through all the struggles that life can bring. BetterHelp Online Therapy is here for the twists and the turns and will assess your needs and can help you and can help match you, sorry, with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online and the service is available for clients worldwide. Wide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't even have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with tra- traditional therapy. I can attest to that. It's always a little bit strange in a waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. That's a lot of awkwardness avoided right there. It's also more affordable than traditional uh, offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to show up for yourself and invest in your well-being because, well, you deserve some inner peace. So visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Go to betterhelp.com reviews and visit betterhelp.com weirdo. That's help, H-E-L-P, not health, better help. Betterhelp.com slash weirdo and join the over 2 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, they're even recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So for weirdos, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash weirdo. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode. So so anyway, you were, were saying it. But you were. Did you? Just we were just saying the, the female president, the, like. Oh, but yeah, but driving like Magrick. So we leave the movie, and and again, this is just going with the theory, and I, to me, I'm convinced that I am a block of tofu, mm-hmm. and what I taste like depends on which chemicals, meaning hormones, and hormones are those things that your body produces based mm-hmm. on certain stimuli, behaviors, behaviors and, yeah, actions, music, I'm sure, food, food I'm for sure. sure. You know Sleep, that sugar sure. affects your hormones like it's one of the biggest things that affects your hormones. Valerie, you could. I, I worked out today. You yeah. couldn't be telling a more captive audience. Mm-hmm. I am now fascinated with hormones yeah and i said what the funny thing james said to me was i was like i don't know what to do i feel like a different person i don't feel necessarily like stronger but i feel more confrontational Mm -hmm. i feel more decisive Mm -hmm. i feel like i had to somebody on my team not not like a major part of my team not somebody i've been working somebody i've only been working with for a couple weeks Mm -hmm. just wasn't working i had to let them go Mm -hmm. let them go i had to be like hey i don't think this is working let's let's stop Mm -hmm. uh it wasn't like a i'm sorry and they cried It, it was not a big deal to any of us but I'm not that guy. I, I'm a people pleaser. I do not want to write an email. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to do it in person. Just an email being like, hey, I think this is the last month we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I went and worked out. I came home and I almost enjoyed doing it. Not mm-hmm. not that I in, I almost enjoyed doing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's the Meaning, best we can get. I, I didn't like it, but I did it and I did it immediately. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying sugar changes your hormones... I got to read a book or have an expert on or something. I have a book that you can read. Really? It's called, it's like, called like balance your hormones. And it's all about the specific There's foods. no second part, like balance your life. Yeah, it might be. I think it is. I think balance it is your balance your hormones, balance your, balance your life. I because think it is. 
this is this is my new shit because yeah. I I go from not wanting to f- to fire someone over an email. I lift some heavy weights. I come home and it's easy. Yeah. And and uh, efficient and impersonal. Mm. Kind of exactly what you want from testosterone. It wasn't emotional. It it was I was polite. I didn't write like a curt email, but I did it fearlessly mm-hmm. and and eagerly awaited their response and everything was fine. Mm-hmm. I just like got I was coursing with opportunity Mm. i don't know how else to put Mm -hmm. it so then we go and see uh, uh, maverick and we're leaving and i hope we haven't told this story before i know we have on the one we lost but we're we're at the americana and the americana parking structure is a spiral it's a very tight spiral it's something Mm -hmm. where they'd shoot like a fast and the furious movie because all you're doing is if you went up and down fast just a constant just keep the wheel turned (laughs) all the way yeah and if you gunned it you would go down this thing like a twisty straw yeah so we're on the third level we just saw this jacked up testosterone movie Mm -hmm. we loved it but the whole movie I obviously I'm I'm not entirely serious about the like dad energyness of it, but there is a lot of like sometimes you got to break the rules, mm-hmm. which is something that you and I associate with masculine energy, which mm-hmm. as we always say, men and women both have. Mm-hmm. But masculine or that testosterone energy mm-hmm. is the person that goes like it says it's closed, but we're going to go around the back because no one is going to notice if two more people go to Oktoberfest. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's that <laughs> yeah. sort of outside mm-hmm. the lines. Mm-hmm. And Top Gun Maverick, no spoiler, is Tom Cruise over and over and over picking the right moments to disobey orders. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in reality, when people in the Air Force disobey orders, they often explode. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's These people are dead. Yeah. But in a movie, it's really fun to see someone be like, we'll see what old Uncle Sam says about that. Yeah. And does like a, you know, that like emergency break, full stop, uh, <laughs> jet jet flip yes. that he does like nine times in it. I know. There was so much pull, pull up. They, You know what? <laughs> it's like... I don't know what it's like, but it's like a, a wrestler that only has one great move, but like you, you don't care. You want to keep seeing it. It should be called Top Gun Pull Up. <laughs> Top Gun Pull Up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I still can't do a single pull up, but I did <laughs> I did work out that day. Anyway, um, so I'm coursing with this new unfamiliar fight flight hormone, mm-hmm. which has been a constant presence. That's what James said. He's like, you have to learn how to use it. He's like, it's, it's like, like walking around with a sword. Yeah. You now have like a, a huge broadsword. Again, that, I don't mean strength like I could kick ass. Yeah. I mean, you just have this like, this potential, this like steeled potential mm-hmm. that you could whip out and go like, I don't, I don't like my sandwich. Could I get another one, please? Like, <laughs> yeah. But you have to learn how to do it. You're like Michael Sarah with a huge 12-foot broadsword, and the first time you pull it out, you fall over. <laughs> Michael Sarah's like, hey. <laughs> hey, I've actually grown into quite a delightful young man. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know what I mean, Michael Sarah in the Arrested Development days. Yeah, Michael but Bluth. <laughs> Michael Bluth, George Michael. George Michael, that's Thank what you. it is. Um, so anyway, I have this sword now. <laughs> Weird. I don't even like saying that. And mm-hmm. and we have to cover my being at odds with masculine energy. But yet yeah. here I am being flooded with it. Yeah. And again, that's been given me more compassion for things that I didn't understand in the past. Yeah. Like I have that joke about why do people get mad when you say fuck your mother? 
Uh, they don't know your mother. What's the big deal? It's mm. just words. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if you're coursing with testosterone or yeah. whatever the fuck is going on, uh, and someone says, fuck your mother, you might be mad even though reason has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I've my compassion for that type of response has been broadening, mm-hmm. which has also been humbling. Yeah. Sorry, I know I'm talking too much, but after after this, I'm going to give it all to you. I really want to hear your no. your input. But the the driving like Maverick was, we're leaving the movie. We're on the third floor of the parking structure. We're about to enter the twisty straw. And I see uh, a woman in an SUV who's just 100% looking at her phone. Mm-hmm. And this is a dangerous situation. It's all blind spots. You're just careening into the unknown and everybody is trying to find ways to mer- at every level someone is merging on and it's a it's just textbook dangerous mm-hmm. and she's in between the two lanes looking at her phone yeah and going really slow and going really which slow is like and kind of people like, are whipping around the those corners she's yes. taking up both lanes both lanes not looking so someone could come phone. from behind her or in front of her she's mm-hmm. dangerous both ways yeah as i'm sitting with you here val even though i'm coursing with tea uh-huh. uh I, I can be like, what's the big deal? Like, for real, for real. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Everything's everything's okay. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, and I'm this is the humbling moment, mm-hmm. I said to you, I'm going to honk at her. Like Batman jumping off a roof. <laughs> and I felt calm, completely yeah. calm. Yeah. Like, low heart rate. Yeah. Clear, like, broadened vision, mm-hmm. wide pupils, and I just got... Into the road, go ahead. I just think that it's worth mentioning. It wasn't like she was passing and you're like, I'm going to honk at her. Like, and you stayed put, honk, honk. You, by that point, no, I, I gave she, chase. Yeah, she had gotten <laughs> further ahead. Guys, usually and you had to fi- you had to drive to find catch her. Up to her. Yeah, catch up to, to her. To tell her. Like, yeah. I felt like a vigilante. I gave chase. I gave chase. <laughs> And usually, guys, you've listened to this podcast before for for 10 years now. You've heard me say, like, I don't understand when Greg Fitzsimmons tells stories about whiting out and losing it and or or people tell stories about road rage or whatever it is. I'm just like, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. And yet here I am jumping off the roof like Batman, following her. Honking pretty aggressively. Like a hold, you were holding as you were turning. And going quite fast. And going so fast around her. So it looked like... I. By I, the way, I'm apologizing while we're telling the story. <laughs> yeah. Because I became the dangerous person while under the guise of protecting people from this other... But it, like, you have to understand, the, I, I am making an excuse and I also want to say out of the other side of my face, I am taking accountability and being like, I was the jackass. Mm-hmm. If I saw me doing what I was doing and I was in a different state, yeah. I would have said, we know what I would have said. You're, I would have said, you're king of the road, dipshit. Yeah. Like, fuck you, you suck. Yeah. And I sucked in this moment, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Even though to me, because of hormones Mm -hmm. it made a hundred percent and i'm telling you this is every werewolf story Mm -hmm. this is why men in particular seem to like the werewolf mythology Mm -hmm. as i was in that state it made a hundred percent 
sense mm-hmm. and you couldn't have talked me out of it mm-hmm. and I w- felt so in control you were doing it joyfully like it wasn't like you were actually angry. no I wasn't mad. I just... really felt like I was doing a community service and then you continued to go down the spiral Super so fast, fast even fast. after she she was gone because now there was still a little Pete of original Pete mm-hmm. who didn't want to then awkwardly have to look at them so I was yeah. like I'm gonna beat her, her to the exit and yeah. I did yeah and then the rest of the ride home I you, we were laughing by this point and yeah. I said I'm driving like Maverick man I'm driving like Maverick <laughs> and the rest of the ride home Petey kept changing lanes and got us home in record time Yeah, and it didn't feel unsafe right I mean it didn't feel unsafe to me it felt pretty I, controlled it felt pretty controlled yeah it felt controlled I when you were going down the spiral I, fi- I finally was like you're going awfully fast this is my point and this is what I want to be super clear about mm-hmm like we're supposed to be like like this is what um oh fuck the the 48 laws of power guy who, who was so incredible and I'm blanking on his name and I feel like a PO shit and was he on the pod yeah he was awesome yeah maybe give it a goog mm-hmm. no you don't anyway I'll give it a give it a goog he if you wouldn't mind please I am happy to he said that when people have Will Smith type moments or whatever it might be the the western modern line is that isn't me Oh, right? yeah. Like you're supposed to say something came over me. Yeah, that was um, a great point. And I, it changed my life. Robert Green. Robert Green, the incredible Robert Green, one of my favorite episodes. Uh, but I was like, I'm here to say the story's embarrassing. And my point is, it was me. Yeah. And that has been challenging, mm-hmm. humbling exciting mm-hmm. new novel strange in lots of different ways that that energy has been showing up in different ways mm-hmm. and i've just like i've lost a little bit of sleep going like who am i mm-hmm. what am i what am i a product of am i so fragile do you know i mean like i hope i'm being clear i couldn't be more interested or passionate about this idea that like who you are changes and kind of easily yeah well yes like hormones really affect things and we now know i mean i feel like in our lifetime they they believed that the brain was only moldable up until like 25 or something and then they made the huge discovery that it is moldable for our entire lives Mm. that you can carve new grooves at any time wow and so it is it's nice to know that like and and that's also why people have big tragedies or whatever and they feel very changed from it but it's it's nice to know that we have some agency. There's not just like a lot my hum- dad was like this, his dad was like this, yes. and now I'm like this. It's like you can you can really change your hormones, change your life. But what makes <laughs> this kind of interesting to me, you mentioned dad, is like my father, I do not think is a low testosterone person. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no. Uh, I don't think so. But what's been challenging and why I've always like let's let's be real. I'm scared of the Pete that careened down the mm-hmm. the parking structure honking a horn. Yeah. Even though I'm going really out of my way to tell you how in control and how apologetic I am and all that stuff. The truth is, and this is the werewolf thing, and this mm-hmm. is the the shadow. Yeah. And this is our 
parents' anger, and this is the pain body, and this is our latent anger. Mm-hmm. And I've told you that, like, meaning off mic, we've been talking about, like, things are going great. Like, mm-hmm. circumstantially, life is really great. Yeah. But I've been feeling this, like, I described it as almost a chiropractic build up like I want someone to twist me and pop me but the build up isn't cartilage or bone it's the feeling of something's gotta give Mm -hmm. and I'm angry Mm -hmm. and because I'm so uncomfortable with my anger I'm gonna take a moment to step this out and say like I am not behaving angrily no and I am not see I'm just so scared of it that I want to be like, Leela does not know this is happening. You do not know no, this is happening. No. And most of the time, it's not coming out. Even in my private moments, I'm not like grinding my teeth and punching steering wheels. Yeah. But like I still, I want to share it for people listening. Things can be going okay. Mm-hmm. So much is going on in the country. There's so much sadness going on in the country. Yeah. There's so much change and sadness in the world. Mm-hmm. And it starts to build up. It's like that I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore mm-hmm. thing from the movie Network. Mm-hmm. And what happened, or what I, what I hypothesize is happening, is as I increase, I'd love to hear what Ken Bishop has to say about this, my friend who's a doctor, and we mm-hmm. text about the pod sometimes. It's like, as my testosterone is raising, that anger is, is energized. I, I have more mm-hmm. access and it has, it has more like calories to burn and it gets my attention more. Yeah, do you do, uh, this is the first time I'm really even considering though that like this pinched anger feeling might be part of the raised testosterone. It is. Yeah. I think so, it was always there. It was latent yeah. in this activity and now I'm just like why am I fucking pissed? Just for like 5 seconds. Yeah. Like it'll it's show actually, up and I'll go I want the example I gave a couple of weeks ago was like the toilet was running and I wanted to smash it. Yeah. Like I wanted the water all over the white tile and just mm-hmm. flooding the house. Yeah. And just to feel the sat the Hulk like satisfaction of chunks of porcelain in my fucking baby <laughs> hands as I stand shirtless, like God fucking damn it. <laughs> and my whole life I've defined myself as someone who's always nice, is a golden boy, doesn't honk horns at people, isn't, isn't angry, yes. is not angry. Mm-hmm. Well, you were defined that way. You learned that definition because, and I, tell me if, obviously we can edit this out, I don't think it's too much to share, but your mother sort of replaced your very high testosterone dad with you. Yeah. And so you were her sweetie and you, she, if you had become a, a high testosterone man, well, it would be, it, yeah, it would be directly insulting your relationship with her. She specifically wanted to keep you sweet to, to fill the void that her husband wasn't filling. Well, we don't know if that's true. Like I'm saying we're hypothesizing. Yes. Who knows other people? It has at times seemed like, I'm not even doing that that could be true. I'm just saying, we don't know. But mm-hmm. it did seem like, here's my dad. Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely in touch with his testosterone. Yeah. My mom wanted something more gentle. I was that naturally when I was a kid. As I grew up and went through puberty and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it, I didn't necessarily feel like it was, and she didn't say this, mm-hmm. but I wanted to keep being 
the 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 daisy in the garden mm-hmm. so that I would you know keep her happy and keep getting this abundant love yeah. that she was giving me. Yeah. She we were paying out for each other. Right. I was like, I'll be who you need me to be if you keep being who I need you to be. Which is also not an agreement you should have to make your parents should be who you need to them to be, whether you are who they need you speed to be agree. or not. Yeah, speed <laughs> agree, absolutely. But it wasn't from where I was sitting, this, and this is why I really resonate with the story Iron John. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about Iron John a lot on this podcast, but a, the tiniest recap is Iron John is the hairy wild man. He's in a cage. He's in the courtyard of the castle, and the young boy loses his ball, and the ball represents his innocence. Mm-hmm. So that's special until you're about seven, you have that innocence. And we talked on the one that we lost uh, that the ball is the perfect shape because the ball is the, the shape of a pregnant woman's belly. It mm-hmm. looks like a ball. Mm-hmm. So that innocent Garden of Eden, perfect union with one, with your mother, with everything state, we lose the ball yeah. and it rolls into the cage with Iron John. And he says, I'll give you back the ball, your innocence, mm-hmm. but you have to let me out. And the key is under your mother's pillow. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, I mean, it gave me full body chills. I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. You have to go in your mother's bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's her private area. And and uh, um, Robert Bly, who wrote the book, the poet, he said, um, "No mother dreams of having a wild man." Yeah. She doesn't. She wants a doctor, or she mm-hmm. wants a, 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 in my case, a pastor, something sweet, something good, mm-hmm. not a hairy wild man living in the woods. Yeah. But you have to steal it. Mm-hmm. She won't give it to you. You can't ask her for it. Mm-hmm. You have to steal it. You have to drive like Maverick, mm-hmm. and you go not 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 literally, mm-hmm. but you have to go in and do something Mavericky and break a rule and go where you're not supposed to go and take something you're not supposed to take and free the wild man. And of course, the story ends. The, uh, Iron John takes the boy into the woods and says, "You'll never see your parents again. Mm-hmm. I've got you from here, yeah. but I'll protect you." Yeah. And then he takes him into the woods and he shows him, basically gives him a spiritual awakening and shows him that awareness is everywhere and that is who you really are. It's, it's really beautiful. He's, he's like a wise man and a wild man. He's, yeah. he's sort of both. Yeah. And what the other thing that's been strange is as I've been having this, this raise and this fear of, of who I, who am I, am I, am I scary dad? Mm-hmm. Am, am I charging up the stairs? Am I, you know, whatever it is. Do I have uncontrollable rage? Uh-huh. Um, at night, when I'm in bed after a day like driving like Maverick, I've laid down and had, I told you this on the one we lost, like strange, I don't know what else to call it, but like enlightenment experiences mm. where I know, forgive me, I'm repeating myself to you, Val, but like where I'm half awake, half asleep, but I know I'm awake. And I become one with everything. And I know it's happening because it's actually frightening. Because when you lose yourself completely and become everything, there's a fear response because it kind of feels like you're dying. Yeah. So like the the waking up of this masculine, this dormant energy. Mm-hmm feels a little bit like, as they say in Iron John, I got some of my key back. Like mm. I stole some of my key mm. and I let Iron John out. And now I'm trying to learn just in this one regard, Iron John 
there's a spiritual dimension, there's a emotional dimension. And in this case, there's like a physical and a, and a behavioral dimension. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that started to come out. And isn't it strange that as I started to actually kind of be wary of myself and started to go like, Oh, I'm not a good boy. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I honked at that SUV. Like I was, a, mm -hmm. I'm a honking boy. Mm -hmm. That's a bad boy. Mm -hmm. Then that night I lay down and have like a unitive consciousness experience. Mm -hmm. And that's the point of Iron John mm -hmm. is that these human experiences and the fullness and the realization of yourself as a human being isn't in the way of spiritual awakening. It that's is the, the way. way of spiritual yeah, awakening. You have to let him out so he yeah. can show you who you really are. So it's like the way to spirit is through the body. Uh, this is what all of our uh, teachers... I know, I know, Mama, I know. No, I'm not saying, okay, like, I, duh. I'm I just don't want you to think that I big... haven't been listening to you for 20 years. Yeah. It, it, it feels like 20 years. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. I, I, I'm just not good with time. It's been a long time. Yes. I want you to know that I hear you. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying I figured this out. No. But it's, it's, it's not just through the body. But you're experiencing I'm that experiencing. as true. And it's not just through sensing into the body. It's through, like being injected by your body with these hormones, with these chemicals, with these, with this impetus, mm. impeti mm -hmm. that sometimes change your behavior and, and, and change who you think you are. I know mm -hmm. this sounds like I, I got bit by a radioactive spider or something, yeah. but I'm telling you 13%, it does feel like I got bit by a radioactive yeah. spider. Well, I do think, and I was going to say this even before you, you brought up the, the way through is the body, but the, my interpretation of what's happening is yes, your hormones are changing and that's changing aspects of you. But also I think you are exercising regularly and that is putting you more in your body that's right and then just naturally when we are just sensing into the body and being and inhabiting the body these dormant feelings and energies come up brilliant so you are experiencing so it, it might have the the anger and the feelings coming up might have less to do with the testosterone and more to do with these were feelings that were no, no feelings. They were specifically have always been told this is off limits. You can't be this type of person. Yeah, yeah. And now you're in your body and they're going, all right. So while you're here, can I release, can I unload some of these, these you're things? You're so right on. And that guys, I'm, I'm speaking to the audience now. I, I'm so surprised that I like working out. <laughs> <laughs> it has a lot to do with Lance. Uh, who's training me, who I really like. Yeah. Um, but to your point, there's something that you do. I don't know the terms. One of the great things about having someone train you is I don't know what a deltoid is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, But there's this thing with two ropes, you know, that's yeah, weights. Yeah, and, and you, you pull it you down. You pull it down. But there's one where you sit down and you hold those ropes and you and you crunch. You do oh, crunches yeah. while you hold those ropes up by your head. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And what I love about that one, if you do it with more weight, like mm -hmm. heavier weight when you're coming up mm -hmm. the ropes are pulling i just did it did mm -hmm. you hear that it cracked yeah yeah and when you're doing it it like a ayurvedic mm -hmm. like yogic chiropractor mm. it it's, it's lengthening your spine yeah. in a way that sun salutations will never do uh -huh. because i don't know how much weight it is but let's say it's 20 pounds 
20 pounds is yanking your spine up and elongating you. Mm-hmm. And when I do it, I feel these pops and these these cracks and it's my one of my favorite things to do yeah but there's lots of moments when i'm doing it mm-hmm. you know i know that joe rogan i i don't know but i, I imagine that people might have conflicted feelings about joe rogan mm-hmm. based on whatever i don't i'm not yeah. sure yeah it's like it's how i feel about johnny depp i know something's happening with johnny depp don't talk about johnny depp but i don't know what's going on with johnny depp yeah same with joe rogan uh um but I, I know that there was one video where he was talking about working out and I watched mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Clearly, there was some part of me that was like workout curious. Mm-hmm. And he said something that made sense to me. And I actually can say I've, I'm starting to experience this. He says, when you're in shape, working out feels good. Mm. And I, I was just like, I've always thought that it was a slog, mm. that you hate it mm-hmm. and that it sucks. And yeah. again, this has a lot to do with Lance who's training me. It's like he never pushes me too hard. I mean, it's hard, but he doesn't break me so that I can't do it the next day, which is when we were in college. That's all we did was we pushed until we couldn't wash our hair in the morning. Our chests hurt so bad. You couldn't move your hands above your ears. Yeah. He doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. So now he's he's put the hook in me. Mm -hmm. And I know Pete gets pretty manic and Pete gets lit up about certain things and Mm -hmm. his seven Enneagram energy comes out. But... Mm -hmm. I'm pretty fucking into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really great. And and there is just remembering that it is all connected. Like body, mind, spirit is really three parts of one system. Mm. So it's not separate from your spiritual work. I'm not surprised to hear that there is. I mean, it's really fucking cool to hear that that what's happening is you are changing something in your body. And then that is changing your psychology. It's affecting your emotional life. And then you're laying down and having these spiritual experiences. It's body, mind, and spirit. It's If you affect yeah. one part of the system, you affect the entire thing. That's why if we tell ourselves over and over, you, uh, like, I am small, I am fragile, I am not worthy of love, I am a piece of shit our bodies are going to start to hunch and make ourselves Mm, smaller mm. and they're going to follow suit because the things that your mind believes your body inhabits and it, and so actually working out your body, it's, it's like, let your body solve what your mind can't. You're kind of skipping instead of going through and changing your thoughts, you're just going directly to the body and kind of getting it at the root. So uh, another piece of that, which is kind of the same thing as my wonderful therapist, Jennifer, was telling me, you know, we have these sort of core beliefs that we were conditioned to believe, and they become such a big part of us that it's down to our posture Mm. and how we carry our body. Like that is, that's in there. And so she was like, that's why dance is such an incredible thing because you're actually moving those things around and changing and you're, you're basing your posture on how your body wants to be and not like the beliefs your mind has. Mm. And so by changing this, you know, drastically changing something your body is doing, it's bleeding into everything and it, and it, it's just so fucking cool that the system is communicating. And that's one of the ways we can really change everything is just by 
dealing with so so what I'm really interested in now as you're going through this testosterone awakening <laughs> is I'm interested in dat sperm. Can you give it to me <laughs> so we can have a baby? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Oh God, um, I'm interested in um, how, like, what an opportunity to explore the beautiful uses of testosterone. And I've said this to you already in the car but I was I, <laughs> while I was driving like Maverick. While you're driving like Maverick, I think there's real opportunity here to explore different ways of <laughs> testosterone. I think we can lose these cops in in Brentwood. <laughs> but I I don't know I don't I honestly don't know what well, I kind of have some ideas of how that looks. Like our friend David Vanderveen is a good I think a good mm-hmm. example of mm-hmm. how testosterone like a beautiful use of testosterone. Well, he's who I always think of when we think of the dad energy. Yeah. Like, some days you don't go to school and you go to and Six it, Flags. It's not, it's not aggressive. It's just very, um, what's the word? It's big. Like he's, I've never felt, and I'm sensitive to this. I never felt that he's being aggressive in any sort of way. But he is walking into a room and and people are knowing he's in that room. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so... I think there are there are some examples of this, but more often than not, we're getting just assholes with road rage and, you know, like seeing toxic masculinity. And you're such a perfect person to you've had years of having lower testosterone and seeing the benefits of feminine energy. And you're such a reflective person that. It's really, it seems like a real opportunity to be like, what's the, like, this is cool, good energy. How do you what use are, a sword in a cool way? How do you use a sword in a cool way? Um, which will like help the whole planet. I think the more we can get men and m- have more examples of the, of like healthy ways to harness that, that contributes to everyone. We've only really seen in the Western world, ways that testosterone help that specific individual succeed. That's right. But if we can contribute it to the whole... Well, there was a time when the the warrior or the high whatever, Mm -hmm. high testosterone person was the beneficiary, like everyone was the beneficiary of the warrior in the village. Yeah, This idea that the strongest then began hoarding for themselves. Yeah. Even if it was the intellectually superior or the physically superior or the whatever superior. Yeah. I mean, don't get me started. I also wanted to say, because we'll have to go, actually. We have to pick up Leela. Um, oh, yeah. I did want to say, you know, we we already kind of covered the mythology of, like, your anger is bad. And both of us had high testosterone dads, and it sort of was, like, their anger and but and also just their, their testosterone feelings sort of took up all the space. So we were the good kids. That's right. Um, who couldn't have those feelings either. So we like one of our I shared still can't. the one well, time I got mad with my folks and had like a pretty big moment. Yeah. They were like it like broke it them broke the and computer. you ended up apologizing and the things that they did to provoke that anger just got washed away. It was horrible. It's awful. I still get really mad. Me if too. I want to access my anger, I think of that. That's if like I quick... had been lifting weights at that time, I, I actually think that night would have gone differently and yeah. potentially better. I agree. It would have been like, I'm not going to apologize. Yeah. Like, you I'm apologize. sorry. 
have room for my feelings. Yeah. yeah that would have gone very poorly. Yeah. As I, I say that, I'm like, that would have been a disaster. And you have to remember, Leela was a little baby. And, and I you also had had the good sense to be like, I'm just going to get myself out of this situation That's however right. I need we, to. We, I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank um, you. But it's helping me because this is a shared core belief that you and I both have, which is our anger is bad and it, and we're bad for having it. So we can't, we're not allowed to. I'm wondering if I should start doing strength training so that I can raise my testosterone to have more access to my anger. But anyway, it is like you unlocked a key, uh, a portal to your anger, meaning you drop down into your body. Your, your repressed anger was like, all right, while you're down here, I'm going to release some of this. Mm. And so this is where the feminine can come in, where I think you can, sit with those feelings of anger just like we talk about in every episode just like I talk about in every episode of this podcast sit just like any other difficult emotion be with your anger feel it oh thank you yes you're here you're you're alerting me to an injustice you're making sure we're safe thank you and just feel it until it's it's dissipating and I think that's going to be really key because I feel like if that if you don't practice that, then it'll start to potentially come out in moments where yeah. you're reacting. That's right. And now you're just swinging a sword around like an idiot. Yeah. Cutting heads of iceberg lettuce in half. Yeah, exactly. Like a real ding dong. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. The one thing I wanted to add to that was we always say, Joseph Campbell says, the treasure you seek is in the cave you're afraid to go. Mm-hmm. And that to me has been the most interesting thing about this conversation is part of why, because Lance was like, why haven't you done this? Yeah. And I I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And I've thought about it. And part of it is, this is is angry dad stuff. This is man stuff. Yeah. And that's part of why, like, even part of my aversion, and please don't think I'm going to, like, change brands (laughs) or change directions completely. Yeah. But, like, when I think about Joe Rogan shooting a, a venison or a, you know, a, a deer in the neck and having steak. There's part of me that's like, that's not safe. That's not safe. That's not good. That's not good. Yeah. And it's because I, and my dad, I love my dad. I'm just saying I didn't see a, a safe port for me mm-hmm. to dock my ship in the sea of angry masculinity. Yeah. So I just said, stay away from it. Yeah. And now I'm starting to go in and the biggest surprise is that I love it. Mm-hmm. And the even, I guess the even bigger surprise is that I've been finding it spiritually and uh, somatically in my bodily mm-hmm. um, hugely beneficial. Mm. And I thought I was just doing it because I'm like, well, my show is canceled. What what can I do that I couldn't do before? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have time. I can work out. Yeah. What a strange thing. What a strange thing. Another... Another strange place for truth or God or the mystery or the next lesson to be hiding. Yeah, that's right. I love it. Um, I was going to read this poem, but I honestly can't remember if I read it on the one we lost or the one that we dropped last week. So I'm just going to. I feel like we're good and we got to go anyway. Yeah, we got to go. Beans, beans. The magical fruit. I thought it was the musical fruit. We always said magical, but musical is better. So it probably was musical. The more you eat. I'm not going to say it. You'd say it. (laughs) The more you toot, the better you feel. I'm taking what you said as the stanza. (laughs) Beans, beans with every meal. Um, Keep it crispy. God, I hope it recorded. (laughs) 